Welcome to Find Your Purpose Podcast. It doesn't matter what you've been through or even what you're going through now. There is a good purpose for your life. And the good news is it's discoverable. And when you find it and you begin to live it, you will achieve real, authentic success. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Jenny, today let's talk about the fourth facet of real success. You know, we're all about helping people find and fulfill their purpose. How you know that you're fulfilling your purpose is you have a measure of all five facets of success. So we've talked about healthy relationships, peace, joy. Today, we need to talk about financial stability. Okay, we say financial provision, financial stability. We don't say whole lot of money or or wealth. And the reason is that one person fulfilling their purpose may earn significantly more or less than the next person. And when I say the next person, it could be your sister, your brother, your neighbor next door, your best friend. Two people can be super close. One makes an enormous amount of money and the other makes significantly less. We've talked about how it steals our peace to compare ourselves to other people. We've talked about how it steals your peace to compete with somebody else. And I know, I know, have known people, you've probably known people too, who are doing something in their life, you know, for their work that they hate. That's not fulfillment of purpose. If you get up in the morning and you just dread going to work, I mean, there are seasons in our lives where, you know, we're not loving our circumstances. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about, for example, the person who becomes a, an accountant because their parents wanted them to be, or, you know, three generations of people have in their family have been accountants. So they have to go be an accountant or a teacher or a police officer, whatever it is, everybody is this. So I have to go be this. And then they're doing it and they just hate it. Okay. It doesn't matter. There's not enough money on earth to, to compensate for hating what you do every day. That's if right. you love what you're doing every day, there's this feeling of contentedness that comes with it. Like, you know, you're good at it and you know, it's what you're supposed to be doing. It feels so good to do it. It's so rewarding. So if that happens to be a thing that our culture does not value, okay, and it doesn't pay a ton of money, I want to say to anybody in that kind of situation, stop comparing yourself to somebody else, your job to somebody else's. If you are right where you were made to be and you're doing what you are made to do 
and our culture doesn't value it, uh, arrange your life around what money you earn doing your purpose. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to do, do, go do somebody else's, live somebody else's purpose because you'll be miserable and it's not worth losing your peace over. Exactly. And, you know, one of the aspects of my career, uh, Rhonda, in education was high school guidance counseling. You know, and I understand most of our listeners are probably not 17 or 18. Prayerfully, there's a few of you out there, but most of you are probably adults. But I have a point of this story is I would sit down with a young person that was deciding what their next steps were going to be. And many of our listeners may have kids or grandkids or whatever that are in this stage. And so I would sit down with that student to develop a plan about what they were going to do next. You know, was it college? Was it trade school? Was it the military? Was it what, what was it? And it was so interesting to sit and talk with kids. And often I had had these students or these kids as students in my classroom in former years and things. So then they would get to be a senior and they're all excited and they have big dreams and all of that. And of course, there's a huge financial responsibility for college, even more now than five years ago. I mean, college is almost cost prohibitive for people, you know, so people are trying to figure out what they want to do and how they're going to, you know, qualify for financial aid. But all that to say is it was so interesting to talk to my students. So let me give you an example of a, of a student conversation. I would say to a young woman or man, and I would say, so what are you thinking? I want to become a lawyer. Now, no, you know, we need lawyers. We need doctors, or I want to become a doctor. Okay, why? And often there would be a huge pause, and I would hear one of two things. One would be, my mom thinks that I, <sighs> or it would be because they make a lot of money. Oh, boy. And it was really interesting. So this is all data from my life. As young people are growing up in a culture they are developing a perception of money, okay? That the more you have, you're going to be happy. The more you have, the more I get to have. So there's this whole lens of perception that young people have, and I think it carries to adulthood. So as these students would be, you know, for example, if I had a student who wanted to be a doctor but was getting a D in science, (laughs) <laughs> There's a disconnect, you know, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying when I would really drill it down, we might find that this student was actually super artistic or super good with their hands, or they really wanted to repair trucks for their life. They didn't really want to do what they thought someone else wanted them to do. Because you and I both believe that God has created us for a specific purpose. Your job may change. Your job is not your purpose. We've had podcasts about that before. But I think what's interesting when we talk about the facet of success being financial stability, often we need to check our perception of money and what it can and will do in our lives. I think that's huge. And then sometimes we take the perception of having more of it rather than enough and having more of it as value. I'm more valued. I'm more influential 
because I have all this extra. And oh I think goodness. that's huge. Jenny, oh, you so touched on it right there. If we measure our value, our worth by money, whether it's how much we're earning, how much we're keeping, how much we have, how much we spend, whatever it is, however we value, if it's something having, if the measuring stick is money, you're so off. I mean, you're just, you, it doesn't end well because there's never enough. Somebody's always going to have more. Yeah. You, then you're going to always feel like you're less than, and that is so destructive to your purpose, to your real success. It's just, it steals your peace, steals your joy. It can destroy your relationships. I want to say, I, for, for somebody who's never, uh, doesn't know me and doesn't know my story, I've been completely broke. I mean, I've gone without eating for days. I've, I was homeless when I was a little girl. I've, I've, you know, tried to find something to eat out of trash cans. Okay. And I've been what the world would call wealthy. And, and, and I, so I've been, I've had both. I've experienced both. I'm thankful to God for the financial provision that, that he's provided. I'm very well aware that uh, it could all be gone tomorrow. So I do not value myself based on how much money I earn, how much money I have in the bank, how much money is on the bottom line of my a financial statement. My worth and value has nothing to do with that. So yes, I'm financially blessed, but I think what I, what I want to try to communicate is there's a very big difference between being broke and being poor. You can have peace and joy and healthy relationships and a sense of wellness and have a dollar seventy-five in your account. You can. Being poor, I feel like, is a state of mind. Being broke is temporary. Being poor, to me, is, is a, becomes a way of life. If you think of yourself as poor, you're probably going to always be poor. You can, we can have very little money or no money but have fabulous relationships, have a good life, have peace, have joy, have a sense of wellness. I, so I'm not suggesting that, um, you know, everybody jump up and down and be happy when they're, when they're broke. It's hard. It, I, I, I get it because I've been there, but I, I also know that our culture values um performers and 
professional athletes and you know movie stars the way our culture values people you know an actor who pretends to be somebody else and memorizes words on a page <laughs> and i mean we that person makes 50 million a year but the lady who babysits your kids or the daycare center that takes care of your kid, your children, the most precious things in your life. The thing the I mean, would, wouldn't we all, we would throw ourselves in front of a moving car to save our child, but we'll have a babysitter or a daycare center where people are literally just making, you know, barely enough to survive, take care of our children. So the, the first responders, the, the people who call, when we call 911 and we're in our, we're at our worst moment and we really need help, we're in our most vulnerable place, our culture doesn't pay those folks $50 million a year. The people who teach our children, they don't have 70 million Twitter followers and they're not making $10 million a year. So I'm just saying in our culture, and we're not going to change it. It is what it is. Okay. But if our purpose happens to be being a foster parent, being a teacher, being a fireman, being a, a, a police officer, being in the military. Um, it doesn't, if, if our purpose is something that our culture doesn't value and appreciate, um, so what? Right. So what? If we value ourselves, if we're in our purpose, if we're doing it, and it feels good, you know, it being a teacher for 25 years, and you knew that you knew that you knew that you were a good educator. I mean, I can, I was never in one of your classrooms, obviously, I'm older than you, but I, I can see from you from our relationship. You are an educator. You're patient. You explain things. You'll explain something from five different angles, never making me feel like a lemon head uh, or, you know, a knucklehead because I didn't get it the first time or the first seven times or whatever. You never make anybody feel badly that they're not getting it. You, you'll come at it from another angle. I mean, I see it about you. I think you were an educator before you went to school to become an educator you're, you know, you're wired to do that. And so it had to feel really good when you're teaching kids something and you can see it in their face that they got it. Right. At that point. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that there had to have been times in your life when you thought, yeah, it sure would be nice to have, you know, more than X amount of dollars left in the account at the end of the month. Okay, you know, yeah, of course. But to do what you know you were made to do, I mean, there's just nothing like that. 
Right. And if I go back to that story, Rhonda, and I think about those kids that I'm talking to, as I'm, as I would talk to an adult, anybody, people in transition, people have moved to a new, you know, community, women who are divorced and now figuring out what they're going to do next. Everyone's at a, at a crossroad. So I would look at those kids and we would have conversations. Sometimes they would cry. Sometimes they would get mad. Sometimes they would go to a place of not understanding what was next. But I'm telling you, when you peel away the layers of people's purpose, it's married to provision. Because when you're in your purpose, there will be a provision. And it's just that way. So you speak of the teacher who may teach for years and, you know, things happen in their district or their private sector or wherever they are. They may not get the raise they wanted. They may get teaching another subject or what all these things. But when that person is in their purpose, that's real success. They're not equating their purpose with the amount of money and provision they have. Exactly. It's provided for them. So I talked to that kid. And when we peel away the layers of they actually really want to go to art school, they don't want to be a lawyer. They don't want to be what their parent taught them to be. And again, no offense against lawyers out there. I'm just saying kids believe that lawyers make a bunch of money. And that's not really what they want to do. And the ones who became lawyers really wanted to become them and have been very successful. But it's so neat to see someone go. I think my purpose is this. And we believe that people have been instilled by a great God with amazing things. And it's not equated to money. Exactly. Purpose is equated to provision. And you will have enough. I love that. That's a, that's a great way to put it, Jenny. And you made me think about uh, one of my friends, one of my dear, dear friends, who was a paralegal. And um, I think she might've been the first person in her family to ever go to college. And, and so it was kind of important, I think, to her mom and dad that she had this good job, great job and good hours and kind of prestigious, you know, and, um, and she decided to leave that career to become a hospice caregiver. Wow. And p- there were people in her life who were like, you what? You, what? Wh- how could you be? How could you do this? How could you leave this great job with great benefits? And you're going to go make, what are you going to make? Minimum wage uh, and, and no benefits? And you're going to you know, um, clean somebody up who's, you know, maybe vomiting, maybe, you know, whatever, like this this is, it's going to be a hard, hard, hard job, emotionally, physically, and everything else. And you're not going to be compensated very well for it. And you're going to give up this great job that's a nine to five. And uh, this one over here is like 24 seven. And I mean, if we just talk about the way our culture values things. Um, and we just look at practical issues of, 
uh, wait a minute, you're going to work crazy hours in this job, but this, this job has the, you know, the eight to five and whatever and weekends off and all the holidays off and whatever. If we just look at all those sort of logical things, then it doesn't make any sense for her to make that change. But she's a person of faith and she felt like God was leading her to this giant career change. And so she did it. She went that direction. And it was not easy. There were lots of things about it that were challenging and, and kind of hard. I mean, it was it, it was physical having to lift people and so on and so forth. But the but the sense of reward that came from that is inexplicable. The good that she's been able to do uh, to lead people to Jesus in their final hours, that, that she did that with the very first person that she cared for. And I mean, how do you, how do you put a value on that? That's, it, right. that's priceless. And so it's, it's sad to me that our culture doesn't value the people who care for our children, the most precious in our lives, the people who hold our hand and stroke our hair when we're taking our last breaths. I'm sorry that the, that our culture doesn't value that. And I just, I just want to say to, to everybody, let all that go. Let's quit striving for the wrong things we've talked about that there have been other podcasts where we're talking about you know are you are you chasing the wrong things because when we strive for what the world calls success or when we strive for um my whole family thinks i should be you know fill in the blank a plumber a lawyer an accountant whatever and i don't want to do that but i feel so much pressure to do that okay we we have to we have to learn to be okay with who we are our authentic identity the way god made us to be and to do what he made us to do because we've been perfectly matched for our purpose we have the skills the talents the abilities the personality the character traits the intelligences, we have everything inside of us that we need to do what we were created to do. And when we do that, when we find that, then we get peace, joy, a sense of wellness, healthy relationships come from that. Because, you know, healthy people are attracted to other healthy people. Right. We just are, you know. I know, I know for me, when I made that shift that I didn't want all that drama in my life anymore, um, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll meet somebody who you, you just can feel that they're just wrought up in all of that. And I have to say, and being totally candid, I'm not trying to spend a lot of time with whatever hours I have left in my life, with whatever minutes. 
not trying to spend it with people who are high drama. So when we're, when we're healthy, peaceful, joyful, we attract other people into our lives who are healthy and peaceful and joyful. And it's, it just, it contributes to that sense of wellness. Right. It sure does. And the last thing I'd like to say, Rhonda, you mentioned the word reward. Reward is not in money because money goes away as much as it comes in your life. It goes out and reward is purpose. Reward is purposeful living, doing that thing that you were created to do. That's reward. That's beautiful. Well, that's a good place to end it today. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share this with people. Come back and join us. Our next podcast next week is going to be on the fifth and final aspect of real success, which is what you get when you're fulfilling your purpose. Don't miss it. Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life? It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits. You learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A.org, and get your copy today. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Find Your Purpose podcast. We hope you'll subscribe and share this with a friend and consider joining our community of people who are seeking and living their purpose and achieving real success. And most of all, we want to hear about your purpose and your real success. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G and subscribe and just tell us about your success. We really want to hear from you.